0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Kobe Cement Audio Experience. I hope you enjoy this chat I've just had with Andrew Barrett from the Safety on Tap podcast. For those of you that have been following Talking Business for a little while, you'll notice that... He's been on a few times on a couple of episodes, so this was just a catch-up and some really great information around trends that I'm seeing and we're seeing in business, around some of the success focus and the pivot that we're making away from certification and into our bigger worthy cause, which is inspiring improvement in 100 million companies. Uh, Towards the end of the episode, we talk about the upcoming 2020 business summit that best practice are hosting in Sydney in February so I hope you enjoy the episode let me know on any of my socials what you loved about it and hit me up on Instagram with a message or on LinkedIn with a direct message and uh, if there's anyone that you know that needs to be on this podcast reach out to me and let me know and uh, I'll reach out to them and we'll get them on so I hope you enjoy it
1: Kobe Simmet, welcome
0: back to the Safety on Tap podcast. Thank you much, so, so, so much for having me. It's always exciting to uh, jump on and uh, riff with you. Always exciting things to come with uh, the conversation and I'm excited to explore
1: where we go. Absolutely. And we've, uh, we've got a double recording of this. So uh, we're, we've got content coming out of our ears. Absolutely. So um, I
0: just want to welcome everybody back to best practice talking business. So we've got two things going on here to, uh, to produce some content. So another amazing episode. So I think Andrew, this is your third time on talking business with us here at best practice. So welcome back.
1: Likewise for safety on tap. So um, uh, and, and you know, the interesting bit about that is that not just we get along and I think we kind of have some interesting conversations, which I, I think are fantastic that other people can listen into these conversations, you know, absolutely. It's, kind of just what we would do over a coffee or a beer anyway. Um, Absolutely. But it's also cool that people um, love how straight uh, talker you are as well, by the way, you know, that's, that's been lots of good feedback I've got.
0: Yeah. Look, I I think from my perspective is um, you know, there are definitely people who don't like what I've got to say, Mm. um, but there's people that really appreciate that straight talk. And I just, you know, from my perspective, it's unethical of me just to beat around the bush. You know, we, we talk about, you know, you know, piss or get off the pot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm quoting you there, by the way, yeah, uh, that is a, that is a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, from my perspective, I think, you know, we want to have a great life, you know, each of us, potentially, potentially we've got families. we want to look after our families and we, and I'm excited to share our insights with, you know, the people that we work with and like, they can look after their families like, yeah. At the end of the day, when we talk about, we all come together for work yeah. and so let's just get on with the job, do what we yeah, got to do.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny you say that because it's occurred to me um, even more now that I have these kinds of conversations with people like you, um, who I respect, who I learn so much from, um, and that it actually isn't that much more effort or time or money for us to be able to take this what is effectively just a low check conversation, right? We're just chatting um, and actually offer that to, you know, you know, the people that follow your channels and the people that are part of the safety on tap community. So it's, it's not, it's not like, you know, our hundred thousand downloads are kind of or your, you know, tens of thousands and hundreds. You, you've probably up to millions of views on, you know, you're, you're far more prolific than I am. Um, there's not it's not like proportionately more expensive or proportionately more difficult to do that.
0: No, absolutely not. You know, like like it, it, I think, um, you know, as you've, as you've touched on there, is just having these conversations, we're having the conversation anyway. So yeah. why not try and capture it? And, you know, for those that are interested in the hack or the technology, you can use the voice recorder on an iPhone. You can, you know, we're recording a zoom right now. You can record a Google hangout and, yeah. you know, I did watch something this morning, actually, by someone who met, who's been giving me a bit of mentoring around, you know, maybe once a year or twice a year maximum, you produce the, the show reel. Um, Where you put a bit of budget behind a piece of content that you produce, but for the rest of the time, it's important to be producing content daily. And then people think, "Oh, I've got to." All right, hang on. Let me stop what I'm doing and go and produce a piece of content. Well, you know, for you and I, this conversation is no different to just getting on the phone. And yeah, what people are seeing is this is this is how we chat. We're not there's nothing secret. You know, we're not hatching a plan for anything. We just got a great conversation that we're gonna you know we're both gonna learn from and enjoy. And it's like, hey, let's share that. And it's not expensive. In fact, the platform we're using right now is free.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely right. Um, so given that you've been on the podcast before, I will suggest that to Safety and Tap listeners that um, they can go back and have a uh, listen to episode 91 or episode 16. Now, both of those episodes talk about, um, I, I suppose what I have in common is you breaking the some patterns um, in the work that you've done as a, a consultant, safety, quality, environment consultant, and then you, know, um, you moving into management system certification. Um, and then you, you're kind of your focus is growing so much more um, very much in the direction of, you know, it's starting from the results for a business and working backwards from that. And I, I listened back to the last episode, episode 91, where you talked about, um, well, sorry, I, I kind of um, contextualize some of our conversation um, with you being one of those very few people where when you have an appointment with a CEO or a managing director or a senior leader or a vice president or whatever, that instead of having that meeting canceled or cut short because they've got something else more important to do, you're the guy where they cancel the next meeting when the PA comes in to say, you've got to, you've got to get going, boss. Um, and, and I think that that in itself, that, that almost captures this idea of going in a very small period of time, you can add a lot of value. So before anyone like signs on the dotted line to do certification with you or you know coaching or something with me, it's like they can actually get a taste of it. It's really straightforward to do. And sometimes that's just the best marketing you can do to help people move forward. So it's not just about products and services. If you sell nothing, but you're trying to influence change, it, the same principle applies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I I live by one principle. It's really simple. Put money in people's pocket first. Yeah. It's really simple, right? So I'm going to sit there in a meeting, you know, whether it's a piece of content we produce anything in advance of that meeting or during that meeting, after the meeting, it's about just making sure that you're like, I'm going to give you a huge amount of value and, and rule number one, it's counterintuitive, like rule number one in the, in making progress towards success and achieving the goal that you want to achieve in your career, in the work that you're doing, Maybe it's a safety manager, you know, you know, pitching the organization on an, on an improvement program or a cultural program,
1: yeah.
0: you've got to give the value first. And, yeah. you know, when we all stand back and say, you know, here's, you know, I'm going to keep hold of my thing until you hand it over. It's like, well, if the, <clears throat> some people need to feel it, touch it, taste it. Some people yeah. can make the decision really quickly on intuition. Um, but that's the, you know, there may be 5% of the population, but a lot of people like they want the free trial. Yeah. So I'm like, here it is. Here's the yeah. trial. And you know what? I've got nothing to lose. So yeah it's, you know, I've got everything to gain, which is, you know, whatever I'm pitching for, if it's a sales pitch, for example, I've got everything to gain. But, you know, more importantly, whether money's going to transact or not, I would prefer that that person had the right information to make the right decision when I know I'm right. And I'm going to give them that information, whether we get, you know, whether I get paid for that or not. Now, if I don't get paid for it, then, you know, I'm going to do less and less of, for that person over time Um, but i'm always going to give the value like i'm i'm forthcoming you know we've got over a thousand videos now on our youtube channel and it's 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 all the information like yeah and then it's really a question about well are you happy to consume it from video audio Mm -hmm. or do you want it live and if you want it live well then that's when you know i need to actually feed my family so if you want me live um at a time that suits you then you're going to need to uh contribute to the cost of that
1: yeah, absolutely, and um, I think I mean one of the one of the uh, themes, if you like, for this conversation that I've realised has been happening over time. I mentioned this to you before we hit record, is that you kind of started as um, an environmental and safety consultant, and so you've been on an interesting trajectory from my point of view. And I would really describe it as as a broadening one, in the sense of the potential, or the focus, not just the focus, but the impact you can make, right? And we'll get to um, the a, a pretty significant. Uh, step change that you guys are, um, are looking at um, in the next little while we'll, we'll do that um, in a few minutes but i just thought in that sense this conversation for safety and tap listeners for leaders who want to grow themselves and drastically improve health and safety along the way one concept we we have spoken a little bit about recently is this idea of boundaries not being so important right and so moving in and out of boundaries learning from different disciplines um, getting involved in areas of the business that you might feel are not your place but actually will impact health and safety outcomes you know Purchase procurement uh, contracts legal whatever it is um, and I think good health and safety professionals already operate in those areas in a multidisciplinary way I think that you're very much that kind of multidisciplinarian in business so I just thought um, firstly apart from you and I having a love fest um, I'm curious because of your unique viewpoint what are the sorts of trends that you're seeing out there in the business landscape that will be relevant for um, you know for safe to tap listeners
0: yeah look I think I think the first trend that I would see is that um, we have moved away from natural pathways to promotion uh, where you more you know you if you talked about you if you've got career aspirations as a as a safety professional um you know to work out okay where's my next place you know are you happy in the um you know you know the di- the different you know if we speak specifically about safety you know maybe safety officer you know safety coordinator safety officer um safety manager maybe a director you know and then then we know that and 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 if you don't know this you know be aware that the higher you get the more generic you get you don't get more specialized unless you start to become a specific phd professor um you know in a in an educational institution where you can go really really like deep on a particular concept you you know that, that that you will become more generic uh, in in your career and you will have subject matter experts reporting into you. So for example, you know, as a safety manager slash then director, you're going to have legal reporting into you potentially. Mm. You're going to have industrial hygienists reporting into you. You're going to have occupational therapists reporting into you. You're going to have, you know, individual safety coordinators, officers, managers, implementers, integrators reporting into you, then potentially, you know, human resources. What the, the, probably the trend that I'm starting to really see happen right now is that the pathway to say a CEO, for example, you, you, a pathway is opening up because Mm -hmm. we're seeing organizations right now, uh, prioritize culture, uh, that just as an example, I picked up the Harvard business review, um, in, uh, JFK airport on the way out of New York on Friday last week. Uh, so I've been back in Australia for only a couple of days and and there there is a piece, there's a really great article in this in this current edition of of HBR, which is talking about cultural metrics and what, mm-hmm. what we should be looking at from cultural metrics perspective. You are placed right now in a prime position if you're in safety to look at your parallel competency in the links between safety and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that trend is opening up that then leads you through to the, to the CEO of the future. Now, one of my weaknesses is I can see a long way into the future with these trends, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. So this is it's still very early, but in terms of having boards, see the value in of people, the value of people is, is, is at a board level at the S and P 500, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the New York stock on the wall street level, yep. wall street starting to understand that people, are equally as valuable as intellectual property for the the blueprint for the for the widget, you know, the yeah. w- whatever the widget might be. So you know, or the or the 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 device, if that makes sense. And so so what is happening is that from a trend, from a career perspective for your listeners, is the pathway to the to the COO and the CEO is opening up. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so what does that mean? That means that we need to double down on things that we should have been doubling down on. Is don't go and spend more time reading the latest piece of research around a particular industrial disease because spend the same amount of time as you do, but you will need to actually double down on some parallel competencies. Go and learn about a balance sheet. Go and learn about the P and L. Yep. Go and learn about sales. Go and learn about marketing. Now, if you learn about marketing and sales as a priority, you're going to be more effective at pitching your ideas for improvement. You're going to be more effective at pitching, you know the influencers the change agents the blockers in the team around you in the organization and in doing that you're going to be more effective in delivering your your you know your goals and outcomes in your organization and then you're going to be setting yourself up for opportunity now you can then choose to execute on that opportunity but what I I'd, I'd hope that the, that your listeners and also our audience appreciate is that I don't want you you know one of the things that concerns me the most is that people don't set themselves up for, for opportunity because it's easier to say no to an opportunity than it is to want an opportunity and not be able to execute because you haven't built the foundations to get there.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And <clears throat> pardon me, it's funny that you say that. I've been reading a little bit about um, the status quo and, um, and change because ultimately that's the game that we're in, right? Results mm-hmm. about um, being able to manage change. Um, because business just isn't stable anymore. So it used to be come up with something that works and then work out how to repeat it and scale it. Um, and that, that, that paradigm, if you like, I don't believe works in the vast majority of businesses that we're in anymore. So the reason why the status quo is the status quo is because it has massive pull. And we actually are implicitly invested in maintaining the status quo. So sometimes you know, when you think about things like imposter syndrome or the decisions we make about what we invest in, um, our professional development time in, um, sometimes we're implicitly boxing ourselves in uh, or we're telling ourselves a story in our head that, you know, well, no, that can't be me because CEOs are always either CFOs or operations people, you know, like it's, it's a, it's, I'm not in that group. And I love the fact that you're kind of going, well, what if you could be?
0: Absolutely. You know, if, if that's your desire, like don't, don't kill that opportunity. Cause I guarantee that if you pay attention to your parallel competencies of your peers at the very least, you know, I also forecast. You know, the the chief safety officer. You know, you know, you got chief executive officer, chief finance officer, chief revenue officer, chief marketing officer. You know, there'll be a chief cultural officer. You know, on that C-suite level, um, in, in industries that get that specific, then that is going to be something to be absolutely aware of. You know, yeah. so it, yeah. so don't don't. You know, I'm going to manifest that future for you guys. So get ready for
1: it. that's fantastic so um, okay so uh, pathways to promotion parallel competencies I love that what else are you seeing uh, by way of trends in business more broadly
0: I think um, there's a couple of things that I'm seeing specifically you know in terms of what we're doing right now is you know in terms of um, an education revolution uh, there's a significant education revolution that um, is, is going to affect us here in Australia um, probably more so than out, you know, in, in other countries, um, and and that is the the formal education levels, if you like, as statements of attainment from a, you know, a registered training organisation perspective. Yeah. You and I have discussed this in the past, where you know fragmented point in time learning, you know, uh, adjunct with where we you know consumption as as required.
1: Mm-hmm. On the so, answer. you know,
0: and that's what we're doing right now, you know, we're, we're educating right now. We try to make it entertaining, um, and, and offer a bit of charisma and we're definitely very handsome. So, um, you know, so from that perspective, the trend that I'm seeing right now globally is a move away from very formal education structures uh, and that's predicated on a lot of education, particularly colleges and university, universities starting to price themselves out of the market. Yeah. And while I do, I personally value tertiary education and college and university education. I do value that highly, um, um, you know, for what that gives you, we're, we're all only a Google search away from success. So yeah. the information that, that previously was unreachable and just you know uh there was a few people having lunch in our staff lounge here uh, behind the studio just before i came in to to sit down with you and they were talking about you know what does that look like and you know everything's accessible online from university perspective so they're being you know they're they're being progressive in how they deliver their content but they're not actually starting to think about well hang on a minute uh you can actually go and find all that information that you need Um, Mm. so so that's probably one trend and it's not very obvious because it's right now. Sorry. It is very obvious because it's right now for a lot of people that you can go and you can consume all this stuff. So lots of people watching our you know, our content and your content who are educating themselves in their role. They've got autonomy to spend time at their desk to do education, but they haven't got autonomy to go to a course or a conference yep. uh, or budget to go to a course or a conference. And that's always been the case. You know, that was one of the barriers in my career before I started working for myself was like, I'd, I couldn't get budget or permission to go to those events. And I'm like, well, I'll pay for it myself. And they say, well, if you pay for it yourself, you can have the time to go. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the, the status quo still exists where, you know, bosses, leaders, managers will give, or businesses will give time because it's, it's basically not reported. Uh, for education, but, but that, that online consumption of information. So there is a little bit of disruption happening in, in online information where in service industries that were previously information providers, and you see that in uh, chambers of commerce, um, employer associations, unions, mm-hmm. where they were a source of information, you know, industry nights, uh, breakfast seminars, you know, those types of things they're being disrupted where a membership organization is really struggling to drive membership because they're trying, you know, their value proposition used to be, we put on this monthly event, you pay your monthly fee, you come and get briefed by guest speakers. Whereas we're all moving out. You and and I have been guest speakers at those events. That stuff's coming online and people can get that directly from us. And if we're good at our search engine optimization or our SEO, we can serve that information, uh, you know, readily with a Google search. So So what does that mean? That means then that, um, and and this is probably um, a, an emerging term. The emerging term is ex- experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I overlay what I see from, say, Instagram, so the success of Instagram across into your listeners at, at Safety On Tap podcast is that it appears to me and I can see that experience still matters. And so if people like the picture of the blue lagoon and the, you know, the desert Island and the beach, you know, on Instagram and, you know, and, and they picture the holiday that tells me that humans still like experience. And so what I'm starting to see is that that experience is still really important. And so if we can provide a good experience in the form of education, in the form of our toolbox meetings, in the form of our take fives, in the form of our safety you know, training program and awareness program. We need to focus on experience. We can't just stand there with a 15, you know, a 50-slide deck um, and do death by PowerPoint with the delivery of safety awareness training anymore. It's got to be. For, we have to focus on an amazing experience, and it, and it'll be that amazing experience that is deployed and helps to deploy those those you know effective systems in the future. Yeah. And so that'd be my point that I'd make. Then what? will exist in the future where those industries are being disrupted is that the people that offer service and service sits under experience. So if people will continue, they'll, they'll say, well, I want to go do stuff because I get given service. Customer yeah. service will be the, the differentiator in the future.
1: Yeah. And I think it's funny. I mean, from a sales point of view, one of the, one of the quotes that I appreciate, um, not because I know the source um, but because I personally identify with it is this idea that we, um, we buy and I use the term "buy" like, we make decisions to do things so forget a transaction but we make we make decisions to do something on the basis of how we feel and then we justify it with logic afterwards and so i think that that's actually a major thing so if you have a think about um uh the kind of disruption that's happening in universities where you've got these moocs so massive open online courses so universities uh you, you can go and get mba courses for free um and the completion rate of mba uh, sorry of mooc um courses is less than 1% of enrollments. Yep, yep. So for me, the interesting thing here is, is that you go, okay, there's there's like a glimmer. It's like someone's kind of like just peeled back a curtain and you see a little shine of light and you go, okay, well, I think something there is there worth um, exploring, but it is not going to work if it doesn't deliver a result. Correct. And a less than 1% dropout is, is, is in in most people's books, a pretty crappy result so in that sense i kind of look at it and i go well you know what if so so the the kind of thing i think that our listeners and the viewers can um can kind of take away from that is what if there was one major insight that was a turning point for someone listening to you or i in a podcast now i'm not saying that we are gurus but it could it could be one small simple thing that changes someone's trajectory that makes an impact that is going to be worth multiple times whatever a you know, an MBA would be worth. Now, so I'm not saying don't do an MBA, but I think what you're saying is, is that that whole space of education is giving us more options, which actually then gives us potentially more ability to either derive value as a consumer or add value as a provider.
0: Yeah, 100%, absolutely. You know, I'll just give you one example, $30 book. Um, I personally see every $30 book as a million dollars. Um, it just, you know, I'll reach out and grab one that, you know, is right. I don't know why it's sitting on the table, but, you know, um, meaningful work, uh, a quest to do great business, find your calling and feed your soul that for me inside here, you know, I see a million dollars inside this book. And so, um, that, you know, that comes back to mindset obviously. And, 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 you know, what you see and what your, you know, where you see your opportunities, but every, you know, I buy, Probably, you know, for those people that follow me and if you've, you know, follow talking business, you know that you already know that I do this, but for the safety on tap listeners, um, I probably buy between five and 10 books a week. So I probably spend, you know, between 300, you know, ish dollars a week on books um now that sounds like a lot and a lot of people i don't have that budget like i get that um a lot of that information is free and most of those authors will do a ted talk Mm -hmm. so you know i buy the book because i like the the tactile nature of it i you know got pens everywhere all my books have got scribble all the way through them yeah um so but from that from that educational perspective in terms of what people are doing i would recommend that you want to be um not a speed reader. And this is something I've been saying the last couple of days, not a speed reader, but a speed understander, if you like. And so then the second, the key real key there is implementation. Mm -hmm. So I I just want to come back to the the concept of the completion rate of some of those MBA courses. I guess I've experienced like my journey over the last couple of months, two years is that people don't value things they get for free. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll challenge a lot of people that, they just don't implement. And that's consistent. I'm seeing lots of people that I follow say that, yes, all this information is great and it's free and it's entertaining. Um, but the reality is people don't implement. So yeah. I think the, that's where there's a green field. And, um, and, and if you put yourself back on a, on a soccer field or a football field, you know, with all your mates and you're running a race um, the reality is everybody knows how to run. The reality is that nobody runs. And so yeah, that's where i'm seeing a whole bunch of opportunity right now is that like i know everybody knows the information like and everyone says you're wrong you're right you're whatever i agree with you rah 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 et cetera, et cetera no one's implementing and so there's a there's an amazing opportunity for people who are just willing to put in a little not hard work not hustle not 50 hours but people that just like get in and have a go you're gonna see amazing results really quickly
1: yeah yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, that's one of the reasons why the, um, the safety and tap podcast finishes with, uh, you know, I hope you take, um, uh, you know, uh, positive, effective or rewarding action to grow yourself that's and it. drastically improve health the safety along the way. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise we have this thing called, um, which our previous guest, of the podcast, Dr. Jason Fox talks about as the delusion of progress, that's it. which is that we can sit there and consume a lot of content and go, oh, I'm I do professional development, but if it actually doesn't change you, then maybe it's a waste of time. Or maybe it is just infotainment and maybe you feel good and that's great, but it's yeah. not actually going to give you different results. Yeah, Shelf help. We call that here in our office. <laughs> yeah, shelf help. I love that. Hashtag. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag shelf help. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um. So, okay. So they're two big trends, which I think are are pretty, uh, they're pretty chunky ones um, that I think are definitely uh, both very relevant to safety and tap listeners. So um, now talking about results, talking about success, you know, in the last episode, you, you said, you know, you get the phone call on the Friday afternoon and someone says, listen, I need to get certified. You know, when do you need to get certified by? Oh, it's Monday, you know, because I got a tender due or whatever. Um, and you, and you, you talked about how you make a decision about the way that you want that conversation to go. So lots of um, potentially your competitors would say, sure, no worries, you know, we will scramble. You were saying that you make a decision about whether or not you go, listen, I'm not the right guy for you, but you're generous enough to say, you know, what is your business actually about? Like, do you want to make money? You know, do you want to go on holiday or, you know, Mm -hmm. so, so if that's the case, let's focus on the outcomes. And then at that point in time, they can make a decision about whether they want certification to just tick a box and, you know, get a zero margin contract. Or whether they actually want to do something of substance, of uh, to to get results. So um, I'm curious, what in given you know again in your certification, your in your assessment business, you cover off a lot of different areas. Um, you cover off safety, environment, quality, food, um, data. Uh, yeah, you've got you've got how many different areas of assessment? You've got lots of them. I think we counted the other day. It's about twenty eight. 28. So, so that you've got kind of an interesting viewpoint from lots of different perspectives with, you know, a thousand businesses, I think was the last time you said. Yeah, you're about 1200 now. Yep. So what do results and success look like for you? Because not all of those businesses are going to be getting the results that, you know, they can potentially get. So what are you seeing coming out of those businesses that make you go? Yes. Like, they are smashing it in any number of those areas. Like what comes to mind, the success stories?
0: Yeah, look, there's one business that's in our network um, and that, that team, you know, there's, there's, probably, there's probably five that come to mind, but I'm, I'm going to talk about one. I won't name names at this point in time, but they've had 200% growth in their business by just implementing what we guide them to do. It's really simple. And they're getting, uh, you know, if you, if you looked at their cultural dashboard, uh, getting a great cultural vitality result uh, with their team, uh, a, great sa- a great level, a high level of safety performance, um, uh, very driven towards their environmental outcomes. And then on the top line revenue, um, you know, I think the last count was 200%, but I, I think they're probably, if I, I haven't checked in with them for a couple of months, but they're probably sitting at 300%. So healthy financially, uh, you know, th- th- they're playing into all of the things that are our, our purpose. You know, we're, we're inspired to help organizations to grow so that they're amazing for everybody involved. Um, and that is, you know, you can plug that into safety, you know, cyber security, environmental management, revenue, quality, you know, net promoter score, whatever that might be, balance scorecard, if you want to yep. use that terminology. Yeah. Um, I know that, um, you know, two of the other businesses, Uh, consistent outcomes in terms of uh, you know being pulled by the market into particular area but then using some of the techniques and strategies that we coached them on were able to move out into other areas that they wanted to deploy in and they've had you know they've been able to sustain a business so to have a significant pivot away from their traditional core business that you know the margins were being eroded and into an area that that maintained profitability for them And see the thing about it is that, you know, I was really scared to have in, in, as being an environment and safety professional, you know, 15 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago, I was scared to have the conversation about money because money was like evil and you couldn't, we can't talk about profitability, but see the thing about profitability is you're more likely to get a yes for any safety program that you want to implement if the company's profitable. Yeah. If, if the company is struggling financially because no one will have the conversation about where we're there to be, you know, we're there to not lose money, then you're going to struggle like a hundred percent, you know, because you're fighting for, you're fighting for for resources with the payroll, you know? And, and I think, you know, the, the, the one reason why, I, you know, one of the dozen reasons why I started working for myself and it wasn't about making money. It was about learning how to run a business from a holistic or holistic approach. And I was like, well, why can't we get approval for these programs that we want to run? Yeah. Because they're going to solve a safety, a massive safety, th- like literally, you know, we were putting programs in place to address the potential for fatalities yeah. and we couldn't get budget for it. And I'm like, well, why are we fighting with that? And then I realized, well, hang on, you know, you, you get fast forward 15 years down the track. Oh, I get it. I was pitching, you know, let's save people's lives and they were pitching, let's save people's jobs, you know, yeah. and yeah. that always wins. Yeah. So um, you know, there's a lot of people out there to sort of have that, you know, they get frustrated and they vent to the business, you know, they won't spend any money on the, whatever the program is. Um, but, but, but taking that one step back and, and deploying some empathy to the directors and saying, Hey, you know, just try it, try to deploy a little bit of empathy to what the directors and say, look, I put myself in their shoes. What are the things I'm trying to manage, you know, and, and why, and, it, you know, I see the numbers now at the level that I'm at in our organization and, I would say 5% of businesses are profitable out of, yeah. out of the businesses we're working with. The rest are just reactively walking in every morning, checking email and reacting to what's in that email inbox. Mm-hmm. That is everybody in the company. And, and that's really where, that's, that's one of the real drivers as to why we started the business coaching business next practice was to really help those organizations that reached out to us and said, look, we know you guys, we've seen what you guys did. Can you just, can you give us some tips and tricks as to what you've been doing in a tough market? Like certification is a tough market. It's commoditized, it's cutthroat, you know, You, you know. don't come to us if you want the cheapest price. Yeah. Come to us if you want growth, you know? Yeah. And there's guys out there that you can go get your tick you can put your bit of paper on the wall you can get your tender um, and you can continue to react um, and like you said you know we're not we're not the guys and we do get those phone calls with every friday at four o'clock the phone rings because it's attended you tuesday it's been going that same way for 15 years yeah and um and they're like yeah we got attended you i'm like well why do you want us you know why do you want to talk to us and you know they call us because we we're good at seo and you know the internet and social media um and and we get the leads that way but I'll ask the question, you know, why do you want to tender on that work? Yeah. As you said, they'll go in at zero margin. And I'm like, well, why is your client asking you to get certified? And they won't have thought about that. They'll be like, oh, yeah. we just want to meet the tender requirement. I'm like, well, yeah. let's have a think about that. You know, wh- what, is, what does it mean? What is it, is it meaningful for you? And, mm-hmm. you know, it is a pathway to improvement. It's one of, you know, When you look at a map, there's always, you know, a dozen different paths to get to your destination. Some are a scenic route and some are the direct freeway, you know, the four lane, six lane freeway. Um, I can give them the four lane freeway straight to their, um, you know, to their, uh, to their destination, but they've got to go fast. Yeah. Um, And, and sometimes the scenic route is more enjoyable. And so,
1: and I think and I think the thing that 's jumping out of me out of that story is this idea that when you start to focus on the outcomes and you start to work backwards you 're changing the frame of reference automatically, like most people work forwards, yeah. and if you work backwards, then um, what it enables you to do is to open up different parts of your mind so what what you 're effectively doing there is taking people through what um, what the, the boffins would call a double loop learning process. So you go, well, let's actually identify explicitly the beliefs and assumptions that you're using in this situation. And often people just haven't ever really thought about it. So they might go, well, I'll get the cheapest quote for my certification because that's what I need to tick a box because I'm just thinking about this eating into any margin that might be left, you know, or the, the future lifetime value of this customer if I get in first time, right? If you frame it that way, then yeah, sure. You know, low, low price is is the logical way to go. But if you actually have a look at it and go, well, what if we actually boost, boosted your profitability or your you know growth by five percent? Like, what what would that number look like? And then let's frame it as an ROI, and you have a different conversation. Now, the funny thing is, is that you can do that in safety. You can do that with Absolutely. people. You can absolutely. do like, like you can apply those things in context. And I, it really, that I, the thing that you said there, the the limiting um, belief really about like, Oh, money, money's bad or whatever. It's like, I think, you know, the better, the more we understand about money, the more literate we can be and have those conversations. And absolutely. you don't have to know the answers, but simply be curious. I think the, it'll open up different pathways for you in your, your own individual journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look you know, and the, the, you know, the trendy word at the moment's empathy. Um, Um, But, you know, deploying that towards yourself and just saying, well, you know, look, you know, I gave all of our technical guys a, a book called sell or be sold. I'm like, you know, the title of the book is sell or be sold. So, you know, get on the front foot like, you know, you're going to buy a new car or you're going to buy a house or you're going to buy groceries at the supermarket. You're either selling you're you're saying exactly what you want or you're being sold to yeah and so i wanted them to be educated and have that parallel competency about you know how to identify when you're actually you know the you know the unethical salesperson is pitching to you something that you don't actually need or want and doesn't solve any problems for you just to extract your you know your cash your hard-earned cash so you know and and that was met with a little bit of hang on a minute you know this guy's crazy why why am i teaching technical safety and environment professionals to um you know to be to be sales i'm like well i don't want you guys to get ripped off like you work really hard for your money like i want you to know that you i want you to be able to go and negotiate the best deal and see through and see you know everybody safety professionals you can rate them on from zero to ten some are zero some are ten some are two three four five and hopefully they're on listening to you know your listeners uh five and above and on the journey to ten you know that's part of their self self help and, and education and personal development and and you can rate salespeople in the same way and so you know i i now because i've i've you know, come from being a, a, environment and safety professional, um, bachelor of applied science in environmental management with a sub major in occupational health and safety. Um, and I've, I've had to train myself to be a salesperson mm. and now I understand, I see the matrix. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I can see people selling. I'm like, All right, well, you're not very good. And I can, yeah. I can walk around you now. So I'm selling to them instead of being sold to. So that's, you know, that's where I want people to be really starting to think about the concept of, um, You know, a a team of people we see swimming, for example, you'll see in the Olympics, it's coming up in Japan shortly, Um, you'll see the Olympics and you and you've got people swimming in lanes and they're swimming, you know, you have the relay or the medley, if you like, but um, just picture, you know, your team have to swim to the end of the pool and each lane is going to be a different swimming style they are going to be breaststroke and freestyle and backstroke and butterfly. Um, I think it's important to be able to learn to swim those other strokes mm-hmm. so that at least you can understand how much work you t- your other teammates have got to put in. Yeah. And then you, as a team, you're going to be more successful because yeah. you can help each other.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that, I mean, again, I'm personally thinking about a situation I'm in at the moment where some listeners will know that, um, that I'm doing some um, work in uh, some pretty large-scale, potential large-scale change in health and safety in the agriculture sector. And, um, and I have been pulling my hair out Um, because, uh, some particular stakeholders in relation to, uh, priorities, leadership and money, um, they just don't get it. You know, like I've got this idea, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and to that extent, what I've realized is, is that my frustration, um, about what I think progress should look like, first of all, isn't having empathy for the people, the stakeholders I need to take along for the journey. And second of all, it isn't freaking working. Yeah. Because they're not coming along with me. So I have to change. I have to pivot. I have to, you know, change the stroke in order to suit the situation. And then you make much more progress that way. And that's, 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 you've got to be really quite agile and flexible for that. You, you have to kind of, as previous guest, Wade Needham talks about, you know, strong views, but loosely held.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I think, you know, the, the trend, you know, the other trend that I'm seeing right now, and if I, you know, quote some, someone that I follow quite closely, Simon Sinek with the work he's doing and I've just finished the second um, run through the infinite game, his latest book, I mm-hmm. highly recommend a reading but that that if we focus on our worthy cause Mm -hmm. which is our destination and not on, I must stay on this road. I must stay on, you know, there's potholes in it. It's going to get rough. It's overgrown. It's, you know, know, or or it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the old way that people used to go and there's a, there's a more efficient way to go. I mean, I talk in analogies, but tactically what this means, like, I want to give your listeners and my, you know, my viewers as well, um, a, a tactical thing that I've said before the best thing that you can stop all of the learning that you're doing right now and focus on being a better communicator Mm -hmm. and having two or three different communication styles and understand that people, you know, there are different things that influence people. Uh, It's a great piece of work on influence by Robert Caldini. Um, If you found his book, uh, you know, Presuasion, persuasion influence the, the different laws of influence that he documented in his work there um, the work by Daniel Kahneman thinking fast and slow to understand how the human brain works and what influences it so that you can interchangeably change strokes if you like in that swimming race to say actually I'm, I'm not effectively um, communicating this message so tactically I'll give everybody three tips when we're pitching an idea whether we're selling when we're pitching an oh and s program when we're pit whether you know workplace health and safety our safety program environmental program whatever it might be a human resources program it's very important to do massive information gathering first before you pitch your solution mm-hmm. you need to as you said you you strong views but loosely held in terms of okay well i know the problem and we want to get to the solution but there may be a different way to get there, and, and you know, to, to use our business as, a, as an example, our, our worthy cause is we want to inspire improvement in a hundred million companies. And there's 10 different ways to get there. Certification is one of those. And we've pivoted, we're pivoting, you know, our business's attention to other areas of achieving that worthy cause. We're still doing certification and we're the third largest, you know, in Australia and we're growing really quickly. We'll probably hit that number two spot really soon from best practice. And you'll see these brands, um, you know, those watching online, you'll see the, the best practice logos that people are putting everywhere, the stickers, but that's not, we're not fixated on that one journey across the map. We're looking yeah. at, you know, the different way around the scene. We're looking at the scenic group. and the scenic group for us right now that we're really enjoying is our business coaching. So I really want people to be understanding that you've got to do massive information gathering, three stages to pitching an idea, massive information gathering, presentation of your idea, mm-hmm. and then objection management to the yeah. close. And that is, as you start seeing objections, you're looping back. And that is, it's sales 101, but it's applicable. You are selling your ideas. You're selling your safety program. You're selling your solution to the problem in the business. Yep. And, and to, to ignore that, deny that, you're going to live a life of frustration. So you, yep. you really want to own that.
1: Yeah and and, I, and that those principles work those tips if you work if you like unusually for tips because sometimes tips are really context specific they yep. apply whether you're trying to convince a supervisor to change something in their team Correct. or through the CEO with a big program
0: yeah yeah and what i can say the 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 final point the lens that we overlay that is that no one will change if they don't feel any pain Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, all, we look for solutions and we see things that are exciting, but we, we don't want to be like something we want to be like something else yeah. or, or we're feeling pain. And, you know, the symptom of that is, you know, just give me the pill, give me the silver bullet, give me the, the tip of the hack because when it's really, really painful, we want a really quick, immediate solution. Mm-hmm. So if your colleague in your organization isn't feeling the pain, isn't seeing the problem, doesn't understand the problem, they're never going to look to the solution with you, yeah. you know? And so, so, you know, that'd be my advice to you in terms of with your agricultural program. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it is that we we want to get really clear and we want to get people to see that. Yeah, we can show them the solution. We can talk all day about the solution, the tips, the tricks, the hacks, the features, all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. unless they need the solution or understand they need the solution that you're never going to get there. And the, the story that I think it's Simon Sinek tells about, um, you know, a, a guy on a Saturday morning goes to the local hardware store and to buy a drill. Mm. And the attendant is, you know, spending all morning telling him about all the features. It's got an ergonomic handle and it's got a trigger and it's got a brushless motor and it's got a battery and it's got everything. Yeah. The guy doesn't actually need the drill. The guy needs a hole in the wall. Yeah. And why does he need a hole in the wall? Because he needs to hang a picture. Why does he need to hang a picture? Because his wife wants a picture ha- hung. So she's proud of her house. Yeah. So what he actually he goes to the hardware store to buy a drill because his wife wants to be proud of the house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, and I think that's a beautiful way to kind of wrap up that idea about going, stay focused on that, that end point, And then right. how you're going to get there could be any number of different ways. Exactly right. You know, you put the hole in the wall with a sledgehammer. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, that's not going to help your relationship with your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a good segue. You're talking there about um, taking different pathways to get to this journey. And, and I'm glad that you talked about that very ambitious, big, hairy, audacious goal about 100 million businesses that you're trying to reach, which, which I think might actually help make sense um, why you've done what some people would consider to be um, kind of crazy, a big play in putting on the 2020 Vision Business Summit, which is um, a first for you guys, for your team. So um, tell us a bit about it. What's, what's involved?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think the the whole concept starts with a really selfish, um, a really selfish desire that I have, which is um, how can I get the people that I want to listen to live in a room that I think have got um, the best uh Diga Station menu of how we're going to actually tweak our organization to succeed over the next 50 years. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've, we've got a hundred year mindset in terms of um, the organization that we're building. So it's going to go way past me. I'll be, I'll be well and truly gone um, when this, you know, when this organization really lights itself on fire. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, in terms of planting the seeds um, you know, people keep asking me, it's like, well, why is your why is your organization going so well? And I'm like, well, Um, it's hard to explain, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it is predicated on a fair bit of raw talent. Um, I don't stop and it's predicated on a lot of energy, but I also listen very carefully to the elders. And and I've said that a couple of times today that, you know, the people that are wiser than me, that have more experience than me, which is everybody. um, Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't, in my own head, I'm, I'm not a real smart person. And I like, I need to actually listen to people. Um, cause you know, I struggled through high school and that, maybe that's a limiting belief system that I have, but, um, but I'm like, you know what, everybody's a lot smarter than me. So keep your mouth shut and listen. And, yep. and so the first thing we said was like, Hey, you know what? Um, you know, Steven Scheller, who I spent some fine time with on the phone this morning. Um, he ran Facebook here in Australia as the CEO of Facebook and Instagram for four years. Yep. Um, you know, that organization pivoted and flexed and chopped and changed um, under his leadership over that period of time. And so, you know, I was on the phone to him today and I wouldn't have been able to have that one-on-one conversation without actually putting on, on this event. So I got to, you know, I got to talk to the guy that ran Facebook Australia today. Um, and he's coming to our event and he's going to spend some time with our VIPs and we're having a private Q and a for the VIPs at that event. And so for me, I'm like, well, I want to know what this, you know, you know, give me the, um, you know, the agreement that I'm on the right track, or maybe there's some tips and tricks and hacks that I can pick up there. And then we were like, well, why would we keep that to ourselves? So we're like, Hey, let's just open it up. And, and really it's about, you know, we, we can see a different journey through the back streets, um, meeting great people along the way through those back streets to the same outcome. And that is to, you know, really look at, you know, um, and, and people that, you know, do a bit of background research, I mean, know will know the family history of our family business failing in 95. Um, and you know, I was 18 years old at the time. And I, and so I, every day I think about, well, I don't want another 18 year old boy, um, you know, turning into a man to be able to go to, to have to go through the collateral damage that's caused when a business fails, yep. you know, and that, and that's just part of my story. But the, the, the real thing is that, you know, when businesses fail, they could have 10, 20, 30, 50, thousands of employees and that causes collateral damage for those families and the supply chain and, you know, the suppliers and the customers and everything, you know? Yeah. And so we've, we looked quite um, looked at a lot of depth around the reviews that were conducted in 2018 by the small business administration in the U S around the reasons why businesses fail. Um, When you flip those 50 um, you know, the top 50 reasons why businesses fail into should we focus on these to succeed? The answer to that question is yes. And then we said, well, let's put on an event where we get people into a two day intensive environment where we bring in 14 speakers and we say, let's have a detailed conversation where we're going to give people a minimum of 14 gold nuggets to take back and park in their business with some real practical tips on things to implement that give parallel competency to safety or customer satisfaction or environmental management or whatever that might be. You know, yeah. um, We're well known in the industry for, you know, a lot of people like what we're doing. Um, We got quite a high net promoter score, but I focus on the people that don't enjoy the work that we've done for them. And this was about saying, hey, when I really look at someone who makes a complaint to me about um, our service and we get complaints, I'll be open and honest with everybody. I really look at it. And then I typically will see that they're often not in a growth mindset. And so um, I'm happy to take the blame but it's often the case that um, I'll take 100% responsibility uh, for for everything that goes right and everything that goes wrong. If you want to claim the success, you've got to claim the loss. And so in owning the loss, I went, well, hang on a minute. Maybe there is a different way to do this. And so we said, well, let's put on an event. Um, Of course, those great people that are coming to speak uh, all do unique bespoke programs. Um, Tulsi Van as an example, she was recently on one of our Talking Business episodes a great person to help with difficult conversations. She worked for the industrial relations commission. She's all over the conversations that need to take place before, you know, employment goes pear shaped and you have unfair unfair dismissal. Mm -hmm. So how do we learn from that? I said to her, you know, is there a way of having a successful conversation? Absolutely. So, well, how do we have every day successful conversations with our team so we can deploy success instead of being on the defense um, and worried about whether we're going to get unfair dismissal um you know so um Ida Butros uh she's she's right at the pointy end of the media right now um, which is 't you know,
1: like i just i just have to say you know having ida butros as uh from the australian business landscape point of view um absolutely. arguably one of the strongest female leaders in business probably of in australia's business history like that's phenomenal
0: absolutely you know that was you know we worked hard you know, I got, I feel the, you know, the hair on the back of my neck lifting up because we, you know, we've, she's, she's, and I spoke to her last week, you know, I spent time on the phone. I was in New York and, and we had a group phone call to, to just talk about the event last week. Um, and, you know, she's had to pivot and change in an ever changing media landscape where we've moved from, you know, hardcore packer, um, Clio magazine, um, you know, channel nine, um, you know, you know, into the social media landscape. Um, you know, she's, you know, she's sitting there now as the chairperson of, uh, of the Australian broadcasting commission. And, you know, I'm fascinated by the fact that, you know, those guys are looking at their digital landscape. You know, they've got journalists that are agitators in the industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that have got, you know, very, very cult like followings. They've got, um, uh, you know, one of the most successful, uh, podcasts uh, the ABC now has got one of the most successful podcasts in Australia mm-hmm. excuse me in terms of daily listeners yep weekly listeners I apologize that's all. by the way that's on mindset and thinking um, I, I personally know the lady that um, that runs that she's the partner by the chance of our COO here Greg Dusen. Um so so Lynn you know she's doing some amazing stuff for that podcast the ABC podcast so ABC's right in this funny place where they think they're being disrupted but they're disrupting people at the same time so yep little incubators, little fires being lit. So, you know, for us, it was really about, you know, we've got some great people coming along, uh, Naomi Simpson. Uh, she's got some great things to say about, you know, starting an online business, selling gift cards and the stuff with Red Balloon,
1: um, you know, pivoting. And on, and on, and on Shark Tank. So she's, she knows <laughs> about businesses, business ideas, startups, growth, success at that early
0: stage. Exactly right. So, you know, I, I needed to go really big with this event because I needed to make a really big impact on changing our brand away from being best practice certification to best practice.biz and that's this you know i don't know if you guys can see who are watching on camera the 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 t-shirt i've been been sprouting um you know we've made some mistakes in the last two years i think probably one of the biggest mistakes we made was the branding on our magazine uh certified um so you know we went yeah because that's not what it's about It's not what it's about at all. Like, that's exactly right. Everyone's like, you know, there's nothing about certification, this magazine. Um, so we're, you know, we're changing the name of the magazine to infinite. Um, you know, that you heard it here first. I just let the cat out of the bag announced. So, so, um, safety on tap listeners, just, I let them, you know, everyone told me to be quiet about that announcement anyway. You didn't, (laughs) don't don't tell anybody, just keep that secret. Um, so, um, that's me and my big mouth, but, um, yeah, look I, you know, for us, it was about making that big impact. Um, you know, we've la- we launched two years ago. We launched our next practice business coaching business because we're finding that we could achieve better outcomes for business improvement with coaching, yep. and we could also have that conversation with the client. We could say, "Look, you know what? I honestly don't think certification is going to solve your problem. Um, you, you're not going to make profit out of that project that you're pitching on. You're going to spend, you know, a lot of your you know business development team and marketing team's time writing that tender, and you know, and 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 it's still you're a one in four, or one in five chance of winning." Um, we can deploy the same amount of effort and energy to improving profitability across other parts of your business. And we can make your existing business more profitable uh, without losing money, you know, on a, on a bet that you're going to win some work. Yeah. Um, We can help you build a strategic planning process so that you can actually strategically plan to chase that customer. Um, Instead of reacting to a tender that comes up, you can actually start to identify those things as they come in the pipeline. Build a proper, robust, strategic planning process. So if they say, no, just give me the certification. I'm like, well, that guy over there is going to give it to you. Probably half the cost of us.
1: Um, You'll get a thing on the door.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so um, so for this event, so you've got some pretty amazing speakers uh, in the lineup. Um, You talked about 14 amazing nuggets, takeaways, insights going to come from this T- tell us a little bit more um about how you've brought the event together because you mentioned about this vip thing too as well so yep. this is something it's on my mind right and yep. the, so i'll tell you what i'm thinking um i i think that people who people who lead by bringing other people together curating communities of people um are phenomenally brave um and i try and do that at a very small scale and you're doing it at a very significant scale in this event um and so it's not just about the content and the people who are there, but it's about the way that it comes together. So tell us a little bit about how this is going to be um, delivering a better result for the people who come, how it's going to be different from what else is out there.
0: Yeah, look, I think, I think the first thing is we've specifically curated people who are are impactful communicators. So the, the lens of selection has, has been around, you know, we're really thinking hard about, you know, how people are influenced. So, so, you know, the, the individual speakers that, you know, tested in a way of their ability yeah. to be able to speak. So it wasn't just anybody. We've had tons of people reach out to us. I want to go on your stage. I want to talk at your event. I'm like, that's great. Show me your video, your Ted talk, your whatever that might be. And if I didn't pick something up myself personally that I could use in my business, then it was a no. Yeah. Um, and 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 I've probably, we've probably had a, you know, I've probably been through two hundred. Uh, potential speakers Mm -hmm. Um, because as you know, because it's a point in time that that that's a challenge. So there was a number of speakers that we couldn't get um, based on time. And, you know, some of the secret speakers that we're chasing for next year. So we're not going to, you know, the listeners can uh, sit in suspense around. um, I have a moonshot speaker that um, we hope to get for, uh, for our 2021 event um, who I'm really excited, um, uh, about that particular speaker and he's Don't rub it in. You're
1: going to keep it a secret. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to
0: keep it a secret. Like, um, like, and for me, that's, that's, you know, for me, that's a career goal. But, um, but I think, you know, in terms of the first thing was to, to make sure that I got personal impact for our business or our team. Um, so yeah, I'm talking I, but, but definitely, you know, of, of the people here at best practice as, you know, as they were involved in, curating the speakers. I'm like, was that person impactful for you? What'd you get out of it? Et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, i got this, this and this, and you know, you're, you're coming to to join us for the event and yeah. you know, your episodes on our talking business uh, um, uh, playlist on our YouTube channel have been probably some of the most played by our internal team um, you know, on, on some of the context, con- concepts that you talked about. So mm-hmm. that was sort of, that was rule number one. Rule number two was um, was this, this concept about um, when we sit in an event, we sit in isolation, like we're sitting in a chair and we're in isolation and we're in our own mind and we're in our own thoughts. Yeah. And so um, I've, I have been to a, you know, conferences, a lot of conferences over my career. And I found that we can sit and listen, or we can sit and manly write notes. Uh, but actually to be mindful and pre- very present in the moment is very difficult because you're like, wow, oh, hang on a minute. I've got to write that down. And I've got to listen yeah. to this and listen to that. So, Um, we we've deployed at one level uh, because it's a bit of effort to to put this together is is that the presentations are going to be recorded um, and they're being made available for our vips in our online training academy so Mm -hmm. you'll be able to be there and present and mindful in the moment and then come back into into our online training platform and actually consume that reconsume that content so all the speakers will be lined up some of them are contracted that the content's only available for 120 days, and that was in some of the because they don't want their um, their their keynote speakers that that they that, you know they're paid to deliver. Yep. They don't want that stuff out in the marketplace because that's their IP that they sell. Yep. And I respect that. Um, but that was really about you know a small piece of come and join it live, mm-hmm. and then if you come and join it live, we'll make it available online after, but not before, and not exclusively. So you can't buy this stuff online. We yep. won't be selling it. Um, and so, but, it, but specifically for the VIPs, the people that genuinely understand that the more, the bigger the investment that they make, the better the return they're going to get. And it's yeah. nothing, yeah. it's not even different to buying shares. You know, if you know that there is uh, an investment that you can make, um, then, then and, and your return is going to be, you know, a multiple of that investment, then make a bigger investment. Yeah. Um, so I recently spent a hundred thousand dollars on a, um, on a program that I participated in, uh, I had a number of people from the business involved in it and it's had a massive impact on our business. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just a classic example of that. That investment's a no brainer. So I'm going to actually put more money into it. Um, yeah. and that's paying massive dividends. So those, those are probably the two high level things that, you know, there's some standard parts to this. It's 14 speakers. It's a big ballroom in a hotel. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're making sure we put the right elements in, in terms of lighting and music, um, that it's not just, just your dry stuffy conference. Um, and really it's taking that modern approach, um, you know, you know, to, to media, we're going to obviously produce a lot of social media content. So people will see a lot of hype around the event right now. And then they'll see, you know, what happened at the event in terms of the show reel afterwards. Um, but really it's about making the effort and the commitment to say, actually, I'm really, really busy. I want to give people permission to take time off to go do that professional development. I know that when you try to do the professional development at your desk in front of a screen, that there are other distractions and, and I'm guilty of that. Like I've got my iPhones within reach and, you know, I'll be halfway through watching a YouTube video and then I'm on Instagram or I'm on YouTube checking notifications. Yeah. So this is about giving people permission to actually come and invest in themselves, invest in their organizations and their teams and then take those gold nuggets back to their business and, you know, and, and, and start to make start to implement tactical elements of change.
1: Yeah. So if there are people who are um, like the safety and tap audience is mostly people who have health and safety in their title, Mm -hmm. although not, and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm hearing more and more people who are like, I run this big company here, and I listen to your podcast or whatever. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Um, so so that that's probably a niche audience, um, mm-hmm. and you've got um, an audience that's that's more diverse, but still you've probably got people who are specialists in environmental management or data security, absolutely, or whatever it is. Um, now this is this is quite a broad business conference. So what do you say to those people if they're thinking about it, going, ah, oh, well? What am I really going to get out of it? You know, is it going to be too broad? Is it going to be too vanilla? Is it not going to be specific enough for me?
0: Yeah, look, I, I, I was chatting to um a very close mate of mine the other day who who you know we're talking about. It and he's like, oh, the conference looks amazing. I'm like, are you coming? He's like, no. He says, um, he says <laughs> I'm, alloc- I'm oh, that's fine. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, he says, no, I'm allocating my learning development time to understand everything there is to know about procurement software. Okay. Um, at scale this year. I'm like, cool. I'm like, great. How many people in your team? He's like, fifty. I said haven't you got someone that can do that for you He said no 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 I want to go and do it and I'm said dude that's not the best use of your time <laughs> um, and I said unfortunately you're going to be one of those statistics the fourth the fourth reason out of the top 10 reasons why businesses fail is inadequate management skill and so you know that made mine like you know it's okay because he, you know, he, he sidles up next to me at the street drinks or, you know, he's one of my neighbors and he'll come up next to me, you know, pick my brains and he gets to do that about once a month. So he'll probably get the content, you know, for so free over the next time without you realizing you were coach. Yeah, he's clever. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, and he's, and he's a great guy. But I, I think that the, you know, the most important thing there is to be considering that, you know, for the most part, we're all on a career journey to be leading and influencing people. Whether yeah. we've got direct reports or not, we're part of a team. And this, the, if there was one core theme through everything that we're talking about is to build your skills of influence yeah. and build your ability to communicate, to just, if you did one thing, you simply watched the speakers who have all had career success in different areas. And what they have had to understand is that I need, they needed to understand and deploy empathy across to the colleagues that were beside them to work in teams and and i'm even with our guys here that we one of the biggest challenges we have here at best practice and we do a lot of professional development will of all of our teams is that they double down in a very specific technical area but as the business grows they become more generic Mm. so uh, i think that um you know that's one thing Uh, the second thing that the, the philosophy that i operate on is it's not what you know It's not who you know, it's who knows you. And if you don't get out from behind your desk and get out into the business community, people won't know who you are. And if you don't, you know, the only way that you can get known is to go out and meet people and show your face or, or post lots on social media. Um, And so when people know you opportunity comes your way and you know, I'm personally chucking in about $200,000 of my own money to run this uh, particular event because I want it to be successful. So it's definitely not a profit center. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big thing from, from running this. And, you know, some of that comes out of our marketing budget and that sort of stuff. But it's, you know, it, it otherwise, I own this business. So it, it, it otherwise would come out as a dividend. So it's, yeah. it's um, it, you know, it's going straight in there. It's not money that's been taxed. It's business money, but it's, but it's you know, this is a family-owned It's owned still company. real money. It's real money. It's real money. And it's not something that, you know, we're not making a profit on this event. And, and it's because I want, I have not seen anybody run anything like this. I've needed it for the last 15 years to help me run my business. And, you know, the Australian financial review are running an event very similar, but it's predicated on the, on the journalist conversation about what's happening in the media. Yeah. It's not hardcore people that have run businesses. Every yeah. single one of these people has run a business They've had HR people reporting to them, CFOs reporting to them, marketing people reporting to them, safety professionals reporting to them. They get it. They've had yeah. people die on their watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, they've been the CEO that's had to call a family and say, "Hey, actually, someone's just passed away in this, you know, in this factory." Hmm. So, you know, I, I would, I would encourage. You know, I'm not going to say it's for everybody. Um, some people need to sit. There's a lot of people sitting back and saying, "We're going to watch. You know, we're going to sit this one out. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see how you go, and then we'll do it next year." Um, but what i 'll say is that there 's less than a hundred tickets left, um, and it 's not something that is like social media that you
1: can consume it whatever you want so And I should say, I mean, for some people, they'll go less than a hundred tickets left. You know, they they might normally go to events that have less than a hundred people. How many people are you talking about? Yeah, we're talking
0: about, we're talking about just over 200. So, um, so that, that's it. So I've found that there's a happy place. Um, It needed to be that size. Um, So it's um, to, to be able to get the caliber of speakers. They want to be speaking to a bigger group, you know, so that's that delicate dance that you got to dance in terms of these types of events. So, Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. excellent well um i'm um i'm sitting in my office obviously the podcast listeners can't hear this but yes. i've got a quote up on my wall um this is probably new since the last time you've seen it. yeah
0: though. it is new but it is my favorite quote on the planet i think
1: it's a great i think it's a great way to finish up so um i'll um i'll tell you kobe kid you'll move mountains today is your day your mountain is waiting so get on your way that's it. Uh, from uh the inimitable dr seuss so yes. um i have no doubt that um you will succeed 98 and three-quarter percent guaranteed that's it and, Says so um I'm excited about the event, I'm excited to be part of it. Um, I love your generosity um and your insights and and how you broaden our view from, as you say, not just a specific technical focus, but um you know, other other ways, other perspectives to help us improve um and deliver better results uh, for our personal lives as well as our business lives. So um I appreciate it. Can't wait to catch up next, and thanks for joining us on the take job Tap podcast.
0: You're welcome, thanks for having me.